I feel like this must have kind of been a Holy Spirit organized thing because I was going to talk on a subject that kind of goes along with what you were saying, Siobhan. So I think it's kind of cool. And you'd never guess. Is this going to fall on me? Is, I, I was wondering about that too. Sorry. Does it have to go behind here? Or? Yeah, it needs to rest on the That's right. Okay. It's not wide enough, Mom. There we go. Okay. Perfect. All right. Okay. So, um, we're, I'm going to be sharing on something that just kind of came up this week. And it has to do with the word covet. Who's heard of the word covet? It's kind of an old fashioned word. It's a Bible word from the Old Testament. What is covet? It's covet is to want something that doesn't belong to you or that belongs to someone else. It could be someone else's person, someone else's land or whatever, or somebody's experience, somebody's situation, someone's whatever. Um, man, that thing is loud. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. So I felt like when God was leading me to do that, I thought, but it's not a very, it's not one of these kind of things that's very comfortable to talk about because I don't like guilting people much less myself. I mean, you know, I feel like I've kind of maybe struggled with that sometimes, just wanting, you know, something like maybe different parent at times. I just thought, I mean, my, I'm not saying my parents are bad. I'm just saying to, some of us, you know, maybe could relate to wishing that their childhood experience was different. You know, well, those guys have cool parents or, you know, they're so close in their family or this or that, you know, we can sort of just wish that we had something um, that someone else has. And um, in the 10 commandments, you know, you have these 10 things that start with, um, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart. That's like the first the first commandment that we have, right? And, and um, I think if we can understand that loving the Lord your God with all your heart, um, then all the other commandments that God gives us make sense and it will help us understand um, this tendency that we have towards um, coveting or like, you know, wanting all, all different kinds of greed, let's say. It's like never having enough. And I think that doesn't come from a place of being bad people. I think it just comes from a place of not feeling like we have a full cup or not feeling like we have what we need in life. And almost anything that we fill ourselves up with is not going to satisfy that, that hole in our heart that only God can fit. And we'll try to put all, all other kinds of stuff in it, you know, but, um, but really if the, the thing that we need most so that we don't have a tendency to, to uh, like Siobhan was saying, to be tempted when the enemy tries to say, oh, try this thing, try this really cool experience that you haven't tried yet, you know? Uh, no, because our cup is full, but it's cool that she came to that in a, in a really, in God's creative way, you know? And her being very adventurous. I mean, like God has wired us for adventure, right? God has uh, wired us for high, um, high adventure and um, to live on the edge, but in a way that's, that's a, a good and life-giving way. But the enemy likes to twist that around and tempt us to, to be adventurous in a way that's, that's hurtful to us. So um, there's other commandments too, like honor your father and your mother. Um, 
It doesn't say if they were good parents. It just says, honor your mom and father. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet. That's the last thing. Do not covet. Do not covet your neighbor's wife. You should not desire your neighbor's house, their field, or their servant, or their female or male servant, their ox, their donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. So this word um, covet is not necessarily a bad word either. It's the word means to desire. And there's other places in the Bible that is, is a good thing. Like, you know, you will desire to see the day of the Lord, or you will uh, just like lots of scripture that talks about desiring in a positive way. So basically coveting is like, like I said, desiring something that doesn't belong, that doesn't belong to us and wasn't meant for us to have. So it could be desiring something good or maybe desiring something that we don't know is bad, but, but it is. And so if you go to Luke 12, um, Jesus talks about this. And um, it starts out with somebody in the crowd. So I'm looking at chapter 12. And in your the small new Bibles, it's page 818. Chapter 12, starting in verse 13, where somebody in the crowd where Jesus was said to Jesus, hey, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. So, I mean, that's, that doesn't seem like a bad thing, right? I mean, shouldn't Jesus is all about justice and being fair. Have you ever felt like you were cheated in your, even in your own family from something that belonged to you? I've seen this in my family line that throughout the whole family line, our, you know, my relatives, my, um, my ancestors have been cheated from their inheritance. And that's, you know, I've, I've always wondered, same with Bob, you know, I always wondered, will I even have an inheritance because my mom didn't get one even though her dad was super wealthy and it all went to some person that wasn't even in our family. And that's kind of been a thing in our generation. And I think with Bob, I mean, like his parents were bankrupt, his dad, his family's were wealthy, but then they lost ab absolutely everything in the family home. And I've just wondered about that. So I, I think that Jesus could say, yeah, I'll step in and help defend justice. But Jesus said, no, in this case, not because he doesn't care about justice, but because he cares about something different here. And he said, man, who made me a judge over you? And he said, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. And maybe in your Bibles, it says all kinds of greed. What, what do your Bibles say in verse 15? Take care and be on your guard against all kinds of greed or covetousness. Okay. So like all kinds of certain kind of desire. Um, it says, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of their possessions. So if our life doesn't consist in having a lot of things, well, I wonder what it does consist in. Because in our world, we're told that our life is about work, you know, getting a house. I mean, like we're talking about getting a good house. That's not a bad thing, is it? To have a nice house or a little bit nicer house. And, a car that runs. I mean, we're happy that um, your car is running, Robin. That's not a bad thing. Um, but sometimes our life can feel like it just consists of like getting stuff that's going to make our life more livable. Like, and and sometimes when we get a thing, like say we get a cell phone, but then someone else got 
the next year they got a cell phone that was like way better, has a way better camera, has more memory, has all this stuff. And like, I have a flip phone or whatever. And you just think, why didn't I, I want that. That my life would be so much better if I didn't have to, like I could, instead it would be more like a computer. Instead I have this crappy phone. I mean, I remember having one that I have to tap like several times on one key just to text. And if you made a mistake, you're like, oh, I have to start all over again. I'm not kidding. That bad of a phone. Or like we had internet that was so bad, you'd have to do like dial up. And, and then we got step up to better internet was just crap. And I'm just thinking, I just want, I want to have that other person's internet. And I'm not saying that it's bad, but I'm just saying my, my heart was just thinking about it all the time. Or like maybe I would be in the store and I just see this something that I just wanted to have. And I knew that if I ate it or got it, I would eat the entire thing in one go, one sitting. It's like, every time I go to the co-op, I see that thing on the shelf and I just think, no, it's called dang. <laughs> dang, don't go, don't go get that. <laughs> I would get one bag, then two bags. And I'd be like, I'll just give this to someone else. And then next day I'm like, I think I'm someone else. <laughs> That's just a small thing, but actually it was a thing in my heart that was just like, I almost felt this craving like calling out. And I knew that if I had started in with that, man, it would just be, I just finished the bag and I'd want another bag. So, and that's just like little chip things, you know, but there's things that are stronger that we feel this intense craving for. And it, it could be someone else's thing. And that's where Jesus says, get, be careful about all kinds of greed. Okay, why? And he says, your life doesn't consist in things. But man, I feel like most of my life consists of things like the insurance company, this and that, getting the car fixed, getting the house, like the septics running over, getting the septic person there. Well, how come I don't have enough money? Well, I got to do this and do that. And it's like, seems like our life does consist of that. But Jesus says it doesn't. Hmm. Well, he says, he told this parable. He always tells parables, you know, about hard things that we don't understand. And so let's see if this parable helps us any. He says, the land of a rich, the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, uh, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. Oh, he had so much. His land produced more than he imagined. Poor God. What's he to do? And he says, ah, oh, I have an idea. I'll just tear down that barn and I'll build a bigger one. I saw this happen to my mom's neighbor's house. She, she no longer lives in her house, but um, the neighbors bought a house next to her house. They tore it down and they built this monstrosity, huge thing. I mean, we're talking all the people in my mom's neighborhood where I grew up, they're all like little one-story ramblers, cute. And then there's this huge like castle next to my mom's house. It doesn't even fit on the property. It's like bulging out over the sides of the property onto my mom's side. And it's just like, why did they tear it down? Well, they had a lot of stuff. And, you know, when you have a lot of stuff, you don't have storage, you don't have stuff place to put your stuff so you might as well tear the whole house down and my mom was worried that you know if we ever had to sell her house they would tear her house down and build a bigger one but they didn't do that thank god someone moved in and said this is perfect perfect for us we're just going to keep it like that but anyway 
this guy, he had a bumper crop, like so much more than he could even imagine. Now he's got a problem because he doesn't know where to put it. So <clears throat> he said, well, I'll just tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I'll store all my stuff, all my grains and all my stuff. And I will say to my soul, this is the problem right here. He's saying to his soul, this guy is talking to himself. All right. I think this is the problem. He's not talking to God saying, wow, I got all like I, you know, I made way more money than I thought. Basically, basically it's like saying I got way more than I could imagine. I hit the jackpot with my crops. What should I do? Now, I know somebody who hit the jackpot with their crops. And I know what they did with that. They didn't just keep it for themselves. That's right. And thank God for this person. You know, we've been blessed at Tiranueva because they were generous. And I'm just saying, you know, this person didn't talk to their soul about it. They talked to God. What should I do? I had bumper crops this year. What should I do? And then they, you know, so, but his, he said to his soul, hey, I got lots of stuff laid up for me for years and years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry, you know, do this, do that. I think that's the temptation, right? Siobhan, and she's there, right? Isn't that the temptation? Like, hey, just try this, yeah. you know, try this ayahuasca. That's what you're missing, you know, in your I life. And well, but that's how the enemy is. He's, it's not like, here, drink this poison with horns, you know? It's more like, hey, you know? And that's where the coveting thing is. Like, the enemy tries to get in to our point of weakness, an area that we struggled with before. Whatever it is, and he knows, even if you thought you are done with all that, usually the enemy, Satan, will come back and try to get us at that point of weakness. So that's why be on your, be aware, like Jesus said, be aware of all kinds of greed, because the tempter will come and tempt us. I mean, temptation is tempting. It's hard to resist. That's why I know if I go into co-op, just small example, but I have bigger examples too. Don't go and get the dang, the thing called dang. Don't get the dang things. I know what's going to happen. So be aware. Whatever the other thing is, if you know that's your point of weakness, stay away. You know? Like even a little tiny glass of wine, you know, might be tasting good with dinner, but heck, if it's, you're watching a movie and you're just like, look, 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 or whatever, you know, I'm not, I don't have a problem with alcohol. I don't have a problem with this. Pretty soon you're like, as long as I don't run out. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I think we, it's so tempting. Temptation comes in so slowly. Sometimes it's like drip feeding us, drip 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 and sometimes we, we we end up in a in a really scary situation not because it's like a hammer on the head so much as it is you know it just kind of happens before we know it so anyways um but god says to this guy who's talking to himself talking to his soul going hey just kick back relax you've got so many you've worked so hard work is good but like and he was looking good to everyone else it's like it's normal build Build some more places to put all your stuff. Relax, be happy, drink up, you know, just sit in front, watch Netflix, and you're good. You know, maybe you can throw a few crumbs, a few bones to the poor over there, but you know what I mean? Uh, God says to him, fool, this night, 
this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? Interesting. Have you seen it where people have just piled up stuff? I have over the years and they didn't even enjoy any of it because they were always anxious about stuff. And so they died and their stuff went to someone else anyway. And then that person maybe similar thing. It went to someone else or it just went down a bad place, you know? Well, so God's saying, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for themselves and is not rich towards God. So the point here being, I think that not, not saying that, that land or a house or a car is bad or even like adding onto your house if you need to, but like if your focus or if life consists of things, then that's not what your life is. That's not what we were meant. But what does life consist of? Ah, I'm glad you asked me that question because, because Jesus answers it. And he's talking to his disciples here. He's not talking to people who are homeless. He's not talking to people who are hungry, who don't have enough clothes. He's not talking so much to those people as not to say his disciples can't be poor. But I'm he's saying, you know, people who are his followers, he's like, be careful. Just because you're a follower of Jesus doesn't mean that you won't be tempted in these ways. So he says to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Um, for life is more than food and the body more than clothing. And um, consider the ravens. They do, not, they do not plant. They do not sow or reap. They have neither storehouses nor barns, and yet God feeds them. Oh, how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to their life? If then you are not able to do a small thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? And then he goes on and says, um, but seek first his kingdom, and these things will be added. So it says, fear not. So don't be anxious, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And he says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old and with a treasure in, in and, and with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail. For no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. So again, it's not about that things are bad or that you're evil for having a good crop or for making good, you know, good enough money or even good money. It's not money in itself is not bad, but if that's what our life consists of is, is that then we're, we've missed the point of our lives because he says that the point of our lives is, you know, to love the Lord, our God, and to have our treasure be, you know, God's, our relationship with God and, and letting our hearts be open to generosity to other people who may not have something. So, I mean, that can be actually really a good experience when we share with, with somebody that, you know, that is in need, right? So I just want to, I know that it's kind of a awkward subject to talk about covetousness, covetousness, but when you think about it as desire, that's what it really means. It's like, what does our heart desire? 
And when we find that it takes up all of our headspace and it's even like feeling like a drug craving, it could be anything, it could be anything, not just stuff. It could be someone else's life or their situation or, or whatever, or some experience that you feel like you're missing out on. When, that's, when that takes our heart, um, if that's what we're treasuring, then that's, that's, that's we got to pay attention and find out what is it that's taking our attention and our heart. And if, if it's not, if it's bringing us further away from God, then we need to look and see that maybe we've been deceived by the tempter. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you warn us, that you don't like rebuke us, but that you warn us because you love us and you want us to be free. You want us to be free um, sons and daughters to be able to have an abundant life, to be enjoying all the things that you created for us without wanting something that belongs to somebody else or an experience or whatever it is that's not ours to have. And so we just ask that you would show us if there's anything like that that's become a treasure in our heart that we, you know, that blocks us from, from really having the, the best treasures that you have. And um, we want to turn away from those things and just ask that you would strengthen our will to, to turn away from the stuff that we know is going to lead us down a dark road. And we just ask that you would help us be watchful, to be aware when the enemy tries to come back and tempt us in, in the ways where we're weak. And we just ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.